Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Elijah Fire episode 188. Today is Wednesday, March 1st. We have officially marched into the next month. Uh, it is March 1st, 2023. Very exciting that we're in a new month. We're just cruising along this year. I still can't believe how fast this year has been going. Um, and uh, it, it's going to be a great episode. Really looking forward to it. I always love having this guest on. And then uh, I think I was going to say something. Oh, yeah. If you're listening on Spotify and you're not following us yet, go ahead and give us a follow. That'll really help us out. I really appreciate that. You guys have been bringing the heat over in the podcast arena. And we've seen a huge spike in listening hours. So thank you guys over there listening. Um, we love you guys. We really appreciate you. Fantastic. So, all right. Um, we're going to jump right into this. we got a great topic today. Um, uh, so my guest today, she's a prophetic voice. She's also the author of the children's book series, Ambitious Abbey, which there's not one books or two books three books and there's actually a fourth one in development now we will talk about that maybe a little bit maybe she can give us a little teaser uh if you're curious about those books we'll also talk about them at the end but links are in the description if you want to support abby and you want to be like whoa i love those books they're absolutely adorable i'm gonna get them for my niece i'm gonna get them for my nephew i'm gonna get them for my daughter my granddaughter whatever fill in the blank uh you have that as or for yourself you have that as an option so let's give it up for my guest today I almost called her Ambitious Abby. <laughs> Ambitious Abby, Abby Duplaga. Hey, hey. Abby Duplaga, Ambitious Abby. So I'll Abby. answer to Ambitious Abby for you. <laughs> okay. Well, it is loosely based on you. Right, right. Yeah. All right, Abby. Um, we've got a lot of great stuff to talk about. I was looking over your notes. I really, really, really love them. Um, so what do we, what do, what's on your heart to share? What are we going to be talking about today? So um, really uh, criticism, judgment, slander. It's just something that keeps coming up in yes. so many ways. And I just feel like this just is something on the Lord's heart to address, correct, and just convict and have yeah. us all take a look at ourselves and see where are we speaking um, maybe curses on people or yeah. judging people in different ways. And I just, I feel like it's really that place where he's taking us into greater and greater levels of purification. And this is our speech out of the heart, the mouth speaks. So it really gives a, um, a key to what is really in there. So if there's stuff that we need to deal with, if there's pride, if there's arrogance, if there's bitterness, hurt, unforgiveness, it's coming out of our mouths. Yeah. And so I feel like this is something that God really wants to address as he's purifying more and more of his his body. So yeah. Well, and yeah. something that I really want to encourage people is this isn't a time to fill in the blank of like throw, casting stones on other people. Jesus did say, let he who is without sin cast the first stone. And even just today, guys, like I was looking through social media, I saw someone I disagree with, and I recognized judgment in my heart towards them. So I even had to repent. You know, so I think this is this is a really good message. Yes, to look at just climate wise within the body of Christ. Yes, absolutely. But it's also a moment to be introspective and allow the Lord to really analyze our hearts and reveal mm -hmm. things within our hearts that need to change as well. So go for it, Abby. Amen. 
Amen. And it's like taking that mirror. I know we talk about that a lot, like with the women that I'm in ministry with. It's, you know, taking that mirror to yourself yeah. and saying, what is it? Why is that bothering me so bad? What is it in me that is, you know, getting irritated or frustrated really and that situation is bringing it forward? But, you know, it's just, um, yeah, it really sparked a little bit ago. Like a last month, I had a dream okay. and I was so moved in this dream. I woke up crying like I was. So, it was so real. And in this dream, um, there was a notable pastor and just someone well-known and that gets a lot of criticism. And in the dream, you know, he was coming to town. He had a prayer team and I was like, so, you know, excited. I was going over and I was going to, you know, go over with the prayer team and just kind of meet and greet. And um, I had come across a woman in the dream and the woman was slandering this man and just talking all of these ill things about him and how he wasn't good and how he was false and all these things. And literally the Holy Spirit came upon me in the dream and just arrested me in that moment. And um, I just started speaking the heart of the father. And I was like weeping, like weeping hard for this man, like in the dream, mm -hmm. just talking and saying like, only God knows the purity of this person's heart. Regardless of what you think right now, only he truly can judge his heart. And, sure. and that we're all in this process of transformation. Like no one's made it. You know what I mean? Like this, this, this never ending cycle, even your pastors, even the people mm -hmm. that are, that are in, in leadership, like they're evolving, they're changing as God is transforming us all. Yes, they're called to a higher standard. And I understand that, but who are we to completely slander and judge these people and, you know? curse them with our words. And so yeah. in this dream, that's what happened. The Holy Spirit overcame me. And I'm like crying for this man. And just, mm. I, I knew when I woke up that God was calling me to intercede for him. Mm. But that's really what kind of started this. And then just different things that were happening around. Yeah. Yeah. I just think it's so important, especially with all the really great stuff that's happening, you know, with, within the body of Christ right now, there's a lot of different revivals popping up. That's going to be mm -hmm. something that I think we'll talk about regularly on, um, on Elijah fire. I just want to make sure that, you know, we're really highlighting that stuff, but I think there's enough of that in the world, right? Like there's enough negativity and cynicism. Um, and I think that we need to be very vigilant within the body of Christ to, analyze ourselves. And a lot of times there's, look, there's a, you can be, say you do have a word of knowledge about somebody who you see talking or you follow, or, or, um, maybe you have a dream and God reveals you reveals something ab about that person. Um, but there's also, um, nitpicking and there's, there's like analyzing things like minute things. And just like, I don't like that way the person talks, or I don't like the way that person looks or or that person is, you know, going to hell because they said this about scripture or they said, you mm -hmm. know, and it's like all these things where it's like, I, yeah, I just think there's a lot, to, there's really a lot to say. I know you got to be careful, right? Yeah. But, but that's the thing. And I think that's my heart is that our generation, the millennials, right? We came from, um, I don't know if you, but like for me, like I came from like religiosity and like, mm -hmm. you know hypocrisy and things like that I was seeing around in the church. And because of that, it just pushed me away. Mm -hmm. Seeing other believers fight one another and nitpick and think about it. If the church is the body of Christ, it's the unstoppable force on the earth moving in the power of God. 
the enemy is going to try everything he can to divide it. That's why we have all these denominations with all these different ideas about doctrine and all this and making all these complexities. And it's so simple, you know, and it's like, it, it's, it's all this division. I call them demonations because yeah. it's literally to divide the body. And if the body is divided, how can it function? Mm -hmm. And so if people that are outside see us all fighting one another and debating and nitpicking, because because no one's perfect, but we're nitpicking and people are growing and they're developing and tearing each other apart. What would make somebody even want to be a believer? Yeah, Do there's you know no appeal. Saying? Yeah, no appeal. No That's appeal. the word. Yes. Yeah. And so I think that's just like a turnoff and it's been a turnoff for a lot of people over time. And you, I know it was for me, you know, and it was like, where's the love? Like, where's the, the truth in all of it? Like, where's Jesus? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I, you know, I've met some people look like being in like an Episcopal style church isn't really my thing, but it is some people's and I've met people and they're like, I feel so, I feel God's presence so strong in there. Good for them. Like right. they're experiencing God. And it's just like, I, you know, I've, I've seen so many conversations about like, no, my way is right. Your way is wrong. And, mm -hmm. um, I, I just, I think we can do better as the body of Christ. And, and look, there is a lot of unification happening within the body of Christ. So I don't yeah. want to say an absolute statement like that and be like nothing and, and have it communicate that no one is, 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 uh, unifying that no, right, right, uh, no. different denominations unifying. That's just not the case. Um, yeah. but I just think that it is something that we need to be very vigilant against in the coming days. I think that this conversation needs to be just on the forefront of our mind, constantly doing that, flipping that mirror, like you were talking about. Mm -hmm. um, anytime that I'm like that person, that person needs to do this. And then God's like, Oh really? And then flips it on me. And I'm like, <laughs> and me, I need to work on that too. <laughs> Instant repentance and yeah. conviction, right? <laughs> That's what I was saying. God. Yeah. 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 And it's just like, you know, you just don't know what God's doing with a person. Only they truly know with their relationship with God. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. so if they, they worship God and the expression of the, what they do and how they believe and they're being transformed, like who are we to come against them and say, you're wrong. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. learning that because honestly, I'm, I'm being transparent here. Like when I first got saved, you know, when you first got saved and you you're like walking in the spirit and like you think zealous, you know everything like at first. You're hardcore. like so excited yeah. and you're hardcore. And then you almost like steep into like legalism because you're just oh, so yeah. sold out and like you want to be so holy and, mm -hmm. and just like pure for the Lord because your heart's in the right place. Um, you can then get into that place of because you're still learning. You can judge things that you really don't understand. And God is actually working through something. And then you're, you find yourself being corrected and humbled. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And Where I've learned like, through experience. Oh, oh, go ahead. No, go. I'm done. Yeah. No, I was just going to say that what happens is you go, if I'm experiencing it this way, everyone should experience it this way. This is right. the only correct way because I, this is what did it for me. Where like I heard all these different, you know, I came from a church that sang hymns or whatever. And then you experience God for the first time in a different way than you were raised in church. And that's how God connected with you. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Like you, um, like me, honestly, too, mm -hmm. as well. Um, you know, I was raised Lutheran for a portion of my life. And, you know, it was like, it just didn't really do it for me. Um, 
uh, and I'm not, it's not a slam against Lutherans, you know? Um, and, uh, but then to go, Oh, if I experience it this way, everyone should experience it this way. And if you're not, then there, you must be doing something wrong. And I think that's really dangerous to kind of take that, you know? So if any of you guys are young in the Lord and you're doing this, God bless you. It is from well, and you know, it's well-intentioned. I know Abby and I were in the same place, <laughs> but you do get to a point where you realize, hold on. God is multifaceted. People are multifaceted, mm-hmm. which means that they're going to connect with God in different ways, you know? Amen. So, and I don't know everything. So it's a really good place. Like, I feel like the closer you get to God, the more humble you become. Yeah. Does that make oh, sense? Yeah. Like, no, it does. I feel like yeah. when you just know him in your head and you don't really know his heart, like you can get arrogant and prideful. And that's to me like religion, you know what I mean? Mm. Like it's a lot of head knowledge, but it's not heart understanding. And so there's a, a there's a puffiness or a pride that's that kind of can come in. But the closer you are to his heart and the humility and the love of Christ and how much he loves his people, you just you have eyes to see people with his heart and you're humble in that place. Like, Lord, I don't know anything. You just tell me what I need to know. What do I need mm-hmm. to know about this situation? God sends you a, a dream about someone and he's showing you his heart for that person. And you're weeping when you wake up. He's showing you because he wants you to pray. Like Mm -hmm. sometimes he's revealing things. A lot of times he reveals things, not because we're supposed to say something. It's because he wants us to go and prayer for it. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And so a lot of times you might see that people are growing in their gift of discernment and they're seeing things, but they're speaking it out in judgment or they're speaking it out in observation. And they really just need to take it to the Lord because you could speak something out and plant a seed of doubt or unbelief or something in someone's mind that doesn't need to be there. Do you see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. So Abby, was this like, you know, shifting from that zealous, uh, I don't know. I don't want to use like baby Christian as the term, but like that zealous kind of phase that a lot of young Christians find themselves in. Was there a specific moment where you started to notice, Hey, wait a minute. Or was it just a gradual change for you? I think it was just a gradual change over time. The more and more I I just kept walking with the Lord and understanding his heart and saying, Mm -hmm. I really don't know anything. Like it was the more and more I took myself to a place of humility and said, you know what? Just because I don't think it should look like that doesn't mean that God's not working in it. Yeah. And it it takes a lot of, um, you know, uh, self-awareness and the ability to to humble yourself to even admit that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Well, I think, too, there can be a danger. And every Christian can relate to this where there's this danger of like, well, I have to have the answers because suddenly I found life and life to the fullest. Right. And (laughs) Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. So I should know everything. And I think there can be even just that whole flustered thing when somebody comes to even looking for counsel or confronting you and saying like, well, what about this? And you have to like, give like the perfect answer. And then when you don't have that perfect answer, it's like, Oh my gosh, you know? So. And and the thing that I've learned too, is that I think a lot of it was the religious spirit. And mm-hmm. it like, when you first get saved, like God's showing you that religious spirit so much. And like, are you going to battle with it? Or are you just going to back down? Like, you know what I mean? Like it, I feel like a lot of different times I had to learn, like, I don't, my pride is telling me I need to know the answers and I need to be right. Mm-hmm. But once I get delivered from that, I'm like, I don't need to know. And I'll tell you, I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of freedom in saying I don't know. It's so amazing. Yeah. Like, I'm not sitting here, even on this show, pretending to be like this 
hyper theologian that knows every single detail about the Bible, but I can tell you, I have a love relationship with Jesus Christ and I know what he teaches me and he's our greatest teacher. Right. And so that's, that's where I'm at with it. And, and so in that place, it's brought such humility. And I, I think people um, respect and they, they appreciate honesty and transparency mm -hmm. in that way. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, absolutely. So has God shown you anything specifically um, just about correction? Um, you know, judgment and slander, you know, correction, correction for judgment and slander. Has there, has God given you any insight into, um, even just personally about like how you're supposed to kind of, you know, act differently. So obviously, you know, people can see, look, there are some people that see legit issues that need to be addressed, but then the way that they go about it is like, mm, start over, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that it, sometimes it can be fleshly and I know all of us have had people come to us and correct us in things that we felt like I feel a little slimed after they did that, you know? Um, and, yeah. it, and it can be a conflicting thing because you can know that their intention was, was at least pure, but mm -hmm. the way that they went about it then from theirs, maybe it was based on assumption. And so then they took kind of took matters into their own hands, but um, has God shown you anything in particular, like, if we do th see things that need to be addressed going about them, I, has he shown you anything in regards to that? Prayerfully, you know what I mean? Prayerfully, like, do you, do, like asking the Lord, do you really want me to address this? And if I'm the person to address it, help, help me, like hmm. fill my heart with love so I can be encouraging in this so that it's not like condemning. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And like, for, for instance, there's like, a, even if you think about out on YouTube, in YouTube world. I mean, this is another reason why I'm so passionate on my heart because we have social media, we have a platform, we have ways that we can get all of our opinions and all of our knowledge and all of our things out there in the world. And I think it's even harder for our generation because everyone is speaking and they're saying stuff mm -hmm. and we're not watching and being careful in that way. And so like even YouTube ministries, like whole channels devoted to tearing people in the body yep. of Christ down. Yeah, absolutely. And that like grieves my heart. Yeah, it really but does. it's just like, um, do you really like it goes back to my dream? Do you really know this person personally? Do you really know what God is actually doing in this person's heart? You know what I mean? So, you know, the Bible gives us an outline of how we're to address these things. We're supposed to go to that person individually. So I would say be prayerful about what God wants you to say, because you could create church hurt or a wound for somebody when the Holy Spirit might bring correction and conviction. Maybe he just wants you to pray. And if you're praying, God's going to bring that. I think mean, that's happened many times. I know myself, my ministry sisters, we, we've had concerned about things and say, we just start taking it to prayer. And then boom, like God brings that conviction and yeah. that correction to that person. And we didn't even have to do anything, but he mm. revealed it through discernment. So we could pray for it so and then he brought the answer. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I feel like there's you. so many ways that we can go about it. That's so different. If we just actually take it to the Lord and partner with what he's showing us. Yeah. Now there will be times we need to talk to someone and address something, but wait till like, make sure you don't have like a supercharge, like, you know, like simmer down, <laughs> sit on it. Like, make sure you're not yeah. coming out of it uh, like a place or a root of a hurt or something before mm -hmm. you address that person because you're going to address it with a lens of that. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So. Absolutely. And then just look, if you know that, like, you know that God is, like, I've been in situations where I knew God was asking me to confront something 
Um, and there was still a little bit of bitterness. I, I could feel there was still mm-hmm. a little bit of like, I was taking the thing that God gave me as, as a point of revelation so that I could pray into it. And my flesh had gotten in the way. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. And yet it was like you were under a ticking clock. Like it was something that had to be addressed. And and recognizing that, and it was like this humility that came from that place of knowing that the outcome, because I just, even in the midst of all that, I said, I'm just going to lay this down, God. And I'm just asking, I want to move in love. I want, I want, I do not want to operate in whatever's left of what I'm feeling here. And then there's so much humility that comes because the outcome was successful. And I knew that it was God. It wasn't me. Um, you know, cause sometimes you're going to, you will be in those moments, right? Where like, it is a time sensitive thing and you have to say the person will mm-hmm. just kick us in our scenario out. A person's visiting, you have to address something and they leave in two hours. So you can't mm-hmm. wait a long yeah. time to address this. You know, you have to address it within the next two hours, you know, and just submitting to the Lord, I think, um, and not getting idealistic about, no, I have to be completely perfect in it. There have been times where it, I still felt a little bit of something in here and I mm-hmm. had to communicate in love. And so that humility of surrendering to the Lord and allowing him to really be the person that's victorious in the yeah. situation, not you. But what's so. important is you recognize that. Yeah. So that was super huge, like going into that scenario. And honestly, if God's asking you to do something, heaven's going to back you up. Right. So that's also another clue. Like you said, God was asking you to do that. So you, you felt his grace on it. You felt, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So there's people that pick fights that is God really asking you to? Like, I, I just challenge people to ask themselves, yeah. like, do I really, what would it benefit if I really did something face to face with this person? If God's not asking me to do it, is it pride that just makes me want to do it so I can prove that I'm right? Like, ask yourself what the motive really is. Yeah. Love should always be the motive because we want people to be better. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I'm reminded, <laughs> it's challenging. I, am, I am reminded of a scenario that <laughs> happened one time where there was a guy that I was mentoring and he was abrasive and he messed up a lot, honestly, like and that's just the truth. And, um, and there came a point where like, you know, you kind of had to bring loving correction a lot and one day God was like, I want you to apologize to him. And I'm like, that is definitely not me. I rebuked that in the name of yeah. Jesus. And <laughs> he said, and I just felt this sorrow from the Lord of like the state of my heart towards this guy where I allowed bitterness to come in. And I was just like, man. And then you start thinking about I'm his mentor though. And I'm like, supposed to be this. And, you know, and so I've swallowed my pride and I went up to him I'm like, Hey man. Um, I just, God really said this to me. And then all of a sudden it was just like, and I'm so sorry. You know, like all of a sudden you just like start crying and he started crying and God totally just like reconciled something in an instant because wow. I, because I did the thing you I didn't want to yourself. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard and it's, yeah. it's against our flesh. You know, I was thinking I was, I was just running. I was telling you that I was running before mm-hmm. I got on here and I was thinking about like our sinful nature, like the old man. Yeah. You know, and and how pride is a big part of that. Think about Satan in the fall, and then we have pride and all these things. And a lot of our issues with dissension and division all stem from pride. 
to keep us divided. You know what I mean? Yep. It's the humility. Of, like there's so many scriptures in the Bible and it talks about pride and what happens when you're prideful and how you fall. Like it's, it's just a matter of time because humility yep. is the heart of God and that's where we need to be. Yeah. So it's a life of transforming and being those issues being highlighted in your heart so that you can release them and start to grow in that way. Yeah. So this is going to segue perfectly into your next point um, okay. is the whole idea of you can be in the right and doing what you know God has asked you to do and still be met with criticism. Mm-hmm. And the person who uh, who experienced that probably the most was Jesus, right? Because uh, it sent him to the cross. Um, but I was just reading, and I'm reading through Matthew right now, and um, and he was talking about you know he was casting a demon, and the the local uh, religious leaders were like, he's he, he's casting a demon because he's he's a you know demon possessed himself, and. You know, it's like, so he was doing something very good, but the religious leaders even were looking at him and being like, it's because you're demon possessed, you know? Yeah. And that, I think that to me, and I've had to like, really, if I'm being honest, this was a, this was something that like, as a new believer and as someone walking in like the spirit and walking in deliverance, walking in healing, all the, the, um, the gifts of the spirit, you know, and, and being in a, an area with a very um, strong, like a big stronghold principality of a religious spirit around this area, you know, being young, overzealous, being excited. I faced that a lot. And so I had to heal from some of that because of the backlash and just like the misunderstanding. So it's like, I, in a way it was like, I hated it, but I, I love it. And I appreciate it now because I can understand like what Christ was like doing when he was going against the crowd, what the disciples were doing, what the apostles are doing. Cause they're walking in kingdom, yeah. but the religious spirit doesn't understand kingdom. Yeah. So everything that you do yeah, in kingdom and the fruit speaks, like we're getting all of this um, slander and malice. And it's, it just blows me away when I think about the Bible, I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is the same thing. Like Jesus was walking in the kingdom, but the Pharisees could not recognize him. They couldn't release what they thought they knew and become childlike in their faith to actually receive the kingdom and receive the power and the glory and the love and everything that God wanted to give them. They just couldn't receive it because they were closed Mm. off, prideful, Mm. stiff-necked, hard-hearted. You know what I mean? And I feel like we're just doing that today. Like literally Jesus's greatest criticism came from the church and it's this same raging battle today. So if you're moving in kingdom and you're the remnant and you're moving in the power of God, it's almost like you want to say, you know what, even though it's hard sometimes, it's a sign that you're going in the right direction because mm. there's resistance. Yeah. Resistance is like, I'm over the target. Um, you know what I mean? And I've learned not to battle the religious spirit. I don't debate the religious spirit. Yeah, I it's literally, like you go in circles. Yeah. yeah, because you're really de- battling a demonic mindset that's anti-Christ, yeah. anti-kingdom. And so what happens is you, you could, it's just designed to wear you out. Demons are just, they're, they're never going to stop. And they just want to steal your joy, kill your peace, mm-hmm. steal, kill and destroy from you. Right. Yeah, so sure. I had to learn, um, you know, love them and release them like bless and release them. Lord, forgive them for they do not know what they do. And that's what Jesus said, you know? And so that's why in the face of opposition and the trials, like he just, he's didn't even say anything because he knows I'm not going to battle this mindset because they really don't understand. Yeah. 
And you have to just pray that the Lord would open their eyes. And, and that's why Paul said, I pray that the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened because mm -hmm. that's truly what happens when you understand the kingdom. Yeah. So let's go back to something that you said, because I think it's going to really, um, I think this will help some people who are going through this actively right now. Um, but you said that you had to heal from some backlash that you experienced from living righteously. Um, mm -hmm. And what, what was that process like? Was it just spending time with the Lord? Were there some specific things that God had you do? I'm just curious. Um, I, it was a very isolated season, I have to be honest. So I spent a lot of time just one-on-one -on -one with the Lord. So in the and wilderness, then, sort of. Yep. It yeah. was a wilderness season. And I realized, wow, like I, I'm not safe to say anything right now. I'm, I don't need to say anything. I just have to be with myself in the Lord. And, and I just was like, Lord, I need you to take this. I need you to help me. And so in prayer, in just like surrendering to the Lord, over time, he started to, um, it's so awesome. And I, it's such a praise today. Because everything that was coming against me has now flipped. Hmm. And Lord, the Lord has reconciled things and brought just like a truth forward. Over time, I don't know if he's been convicting hearts, transforming minds, but I didn't have to fight it. And that's my point. Like, you don't have to fight it. I didn't have to go and keep trying to prove my point. Hmm. All I had to do is keep walking in the truth and let the fruit speak yeah, and let God's, God work through me and just not let it get to me. And in that place, he brought healing because then he brought transformation to the people around me. Yeah. And then it, it you know, it changed. And then, uh, you know, I've received yeah. greater and greater measures of healing. But there is yeah. a an isolated place maybe at first, you know, where you're feeling alone. And, and I think God allows you to go through that because it builds mm -hmm. your character, it builds your strength, and it builds your compassion. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like. It's, it's not comfortable, but it's I think it's necessary for your humbling. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So mm -hmm. was so when you were in that sort of wilderness season, that mm -hmm. time it was just you and the Lord. Um, how did you know it was time to venture back out into you know civilization? Not that you were like hiding away or anything, but in terms of being more out front, um, that transition from being in a wilderness season to not being in a wilderness season was there some notable markers for you? Was it just a door started opening? Was it an actual prompt from the Lord? Cause I know some people can be like, okay, Abby, I've been in that wilderness place, but I'm like starting to get a little freaked out. Cause I feel like maybe I'll never leave this wilderness place. Yeah. Well, I want to encourage you because absolutely there was, um, that's such a good question. So in all of that, I spent about nine months, um, just completely isolated. I was on the road with my dad. I was working and it was like my dad, myself, and God. And we were just, you know, like, and I would just be with the Lord and I would work. And um, in all of that, he was just developing me, teaching me, transforming me, healing me. And after that period, he started to send connections to me. Okay. So in that, I started to gain a community of other believers that walked in the same, completely free in Jesus, you know, and they were learning, they were going through the same types of things. And so we all were able to realize, okay, you know, we're in the same place. And so God sent community of us together. So then we could um, heal and work through anything and speak it out one to another. So it wasn't like in our souls, like festering in any way. And it really helped us to become more and more free. So God mm. sent resources. He sent people and that. they have been like an Ephesians 3.20 blessing. My sisters in ministry in Christ, I'm telling you, I Legit. don't even know. 
they're, they're legit. legit. I would yeah. not be walking this strong. I don't think without them. I mean, I'm, I know God does a lot for me, but I'm, I'm just wanting to bless and um, just shout out my sisters right now because it is like such a cool group that God put together and we're all in this together and we all have gotten to this place of healing and humility and just loving people mm -hmm. and understanding where they're at and that maybe they don't understand, but we'll take the persecution. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's just really been beautiful in that way. So in that way, I've gotten a lot of healing. You know what I well, mean? Yeah. And I love that you said, you, you said something very important is that there was some stuff you, that God was working on just you and him, but mm -hmm. there was a, a point where he said, okay, now I'm going to bring some people like you weren't fully healed. Right. God brought people into your life to that help could help you heal. So it's mm -hmm. like, I think sometimes we can get into this place of like, okay, no, I've got to just wrap my head around this. And and sometimes a lot of times it can be pride, you know, where you're like, no, I can't, I can't have people. I can't have people see me in this state. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of freedom that comes from just being vulnerable. Like when I went through that whole anxiety thing back in 2019, I was just like, Hey, this is what's going on. You know, I just like ripped the bandaid off any amount of, no, I got to try and keep this hidden was like, and actually that, that whole process for me really opened up a new level of transparency for me with people Come um, on. because it's like, not everybody's out to get you. And some of you guys need to hear that right now. Not everybody is out to get you. As a matter of fact, the majority of people, especially within the body of Christ are good people. Yeah. And they, they actually want to be Jesus. They want to be Jesus to people. And I'm sorry that you've gone through this. I'm sorry that you've, you, you've experienced hurt, but that's a lie from the enemy saying, don't trust anybody. That is a lie yeah. from Satan because we are meant to bury one another's burdens. That's actually scriptural. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, yeah, Lord, I just break that off of some people right now. I just thank mm -hmm. you, Lord, that you, you Lord. are a redeemer, that you're a redeemer. Yes. Yes. Yes, Lord. All right. And you know I, what I've learned too is like um, people are not perfect. And so I'm sorry for anyone here that was hurt by someone in the church, yeah. you know, because um, everyone's growing and changing. And, and I pray that you find healing in that. Um, but we've we've definitely dealt with and seen a lot of church hurt. And it's that's what that's what I think is the hardest. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I think everybody is trying to even the religious people they have a heart of passion for God, yeah, for Jesus, for, for what they think they know mm -hmm. of him. Right. Yeah. So they're overzealous and they're pushing, pushing, pushing what they think they know, but they don't even understand like they're hurting people. You know what I mean? So it's like, we really have to get to a place of humility so that we're not going around and just like creating wounds, but you do need people to help you. I mean, I've had to walk through. And the thing is, here's the thing. We've all been like, at least with uh, us girls in our ministry, we just want to be so free. We want mm -hmm. to be who Jesus called us to be. And so we are committed to like, Lord, we want to go deep. What is in the deep recesses down there in my soul that I need to release because I want to be free. I don't want to harbor any bitterness, un, uh, any bitterness, any unforgiveness, any kind of unbelief. I want to be like walking in freedom and I want to help other people become free because healed yeah. people heal people. Right. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so it also, when people are hurting you or they're judging you or things are coming at you, I've also learned to look at it like this. What is it that's going on in their soul? Because it's a reflection of what's going on inside what they're saying on the outside. Mm -hmm. So there's probably hurt. 
they're, they're an injured person, you know, that they never dealt with some of these wounds. And so because of that, that's why they're behaving that way. Or that's why they're speaking that way. Because remember, out of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so it's, it's given me a sense of grace and an empathy and a compassion for people. And I think that's, that's the heart of God because they don't know what they're doing. They don't even know they need healing because that's coming out. Do you see what I'm saying? Yep. So you got to not take it personal if you can and just shield yourself in faith and know like, no, I'm going to bless and release. God, you have to deal with that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Well, you just gave people a really good key uh in that that's the appropriate response when you do get met with the religious spirit because it's honestly i can't think of any time where it's been fun uh <laughs> it's actually it's torturous like like, like, the le like one of my least favorite things that happens <laughs> um is being faced with that um is to speak blessing over them yeah if i hear somebody do who says something that I find offensive and they're talking offensively about Jesus um, is to bless them, is to speak life mm -hmm. over them, um, you know? And I, so I think that's really important is, is to not be like, oh yeah, we'll take this. Because right. like we talked about earlier, you mentioned that engaging with the religious spirit just continues a cycle. It's, it's never ending wow. cycle. Um, right. So I have a girlfriend in the ministry and she always says, she just takes it to prayer. She's like, Lord, go get them. <laughs> yeah, there you go. She's just like, you get them. Like, yeah, you know, there like, you go. seriously, like that's what it, it comes down to. Like only the Lord can arrest their spirit, arrest their mind and convict them. You know what I mean? Like what I say, my words are not going to convince you because you have an opinion. So until you catch a revelation that that might not be right, I, I'm not going to argue with you mm -hmm. out of pride. Do you see what I'm saying? Yep. So yep. I'm just going to release you to the Lord and bless you and just pray the Lord brings the revelation. Yeah. And quite honestly too. I mean, just in regards to social media, social media is probably the worst place to try and convince someone of something because there is this invisible or this barrier we have this being online. I'm in one location. This other person's in a completely different location. Even if they see me talking, they don't see a, a human, which is a strange thing that we do. It's just like, oh, I'm just going to say whatever. Um, I know. And, and so engaging online in that regard is not, you're not really going to, like they need to have a revelation from the Lord. It's not going to come from you most mm -hmm. of the time. There have been some times, I'm sure, for some of you listening where you're like, well, mm -hmm. actually, Jeff. Yeah, absolutely. There have been some times where, there are some people that you can get through to, but I, I tend to not engage with people that way. Uh, because yeah, it, it's just that whole like invisible barrier online thing. That's just kind of like, I used to engage it's with people a, on yeah. forums and stuff. Like when I was like, just came to the Lord and <laughs> where like, you so out, zealous. man, I was so <laughs> zealous and I would write, like, I thought like the perfect response i mean i was perfectly curated abby it was just like oh yeah. this is gonna oh, I get can see it they're coming to jesus after i hit send and then i hit, <laughs> they hit send and then they'd have a whole rebuttal uh mm -hmm. to what i just wrote i'm like what you know and so yeah it'll wear you out right and and it says in scripture that no one could come to jesus unless he draws them so we need the spirit of god yeah. to do his work anyways right so our wise and persuasive words are not going to convince somebody like they need to be hit with the power of god yeah they need sure. to experience the love of god and it breaks down every barrier you know what i mean yeah 
so like I pray when I pray for people for salvation, I don't pray for their salvation per se. I pray for them to encounter God's love Hmm. because in that they're going to get saved. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you can't resist his love is so overwhelming. It's like, unlike anything we could humanly ever experience. And when you encounter his love, like anything you thought you knew, like you're like, and I'm going the opposite way. Like Mm -hmm. it leads you to repentance. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. So that's what we need to be praying for people. Lord, encounter them. Knock them off their horse like Paul. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So we'll, uh, we'll talk, you have some other great points in here, but I yeah. kind of want to go down to the bottom one because I feel like it's kind of in the spirit of what we're talking about right now. Okay. And it's what we titled the episode, The Mark of Maturity. So I wanted you to talk about that because we are kind of talking about a lot of mature, be- matured believer, res- believer responses. And you're always mm-hmm. going to be in a place of maturity from the day you're born to the day you die, you know? Amen. So Amen. it's not this like, okay, I'm mature now, you know, like it's, um, and so, yeah, I would love to hear your uh, what you have to say about that. Right. So there's a scripture and I, I love the passion translation. To me, it's just like so full of passion, you know, like the heart of God. And so I have a couple of scriptures that I they were highlighted to me um, mm-hmm. that I wrote down. I don't know if you want me to share them. Yeah, the, what, sure. I mean, the Bible explicitly calls out love and it being the mark of maturity. And there's there's a couple of scriptures I want to share with you guys. And this is how serious this is. This is like God's heart. Um, so Colossians 3, 12 through 14, it says, you're always and dearly loved by God. So robe yourself with virtues of God, since you've been divinely chosen to be holy. Be merciful as you endeavor to understand others and be compassionate, showing kindness toward all. Be gentle and humble, unoffendable in your patience with others. Tolerate the weakness of those in the family of faith forgiving one another in the same way you've been graciously forgiven by Jesus Christ. If you find fault with someone, release this same gift of forgiveness to them. For love is supreme and must flow through each of these virtues. Love becomes the mark of true maturity. Mm. That's so powerful. It's one of my favorite passages, actually, in Colossians 3. Oh, and I mean, and then in John 13, 34 and 35, the new command he gives to us, love each other just as he's loved us, right? So mm-hmm. when you demonstrate that same love, you're basically saying that you are my disciples. You're my disciples because everyone will know that you're my true followers if you're loving one another. Like yeah. I said, the, the, the dissension, the contention, the pride, it's not drawing people to Christ. No. no, no, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, and then I have first Corinthians 13, 13. A lot of people I'm sure are familiar with this passage and I'm going to read it to you as well. Okay. If I were to speak with eloquence in earth's many languages and in the heavenly tongues of angels, yet I didn't express myself with love. My words would be reduced to the hollow sound of nothing more than a clinging symbol. And if I were to have the gift of prophecy with a profound understanding of God's hidden secrets, and if I possessed unending supernatural knowledge, and if I had the greatest gift of faith that could move mountains, but have never learned to love, then I'm nothing. Guys, love is what we should be seeking the most. (laughs) Like, Lord, transform my heart. Let me move in love because from love, your gifts flow. 
From love, I have joy. From love, I have peace. From love, I have patience and self-control. Do you know what I mean? Love is the first fruit that's listed. And from love, all those things flow. Yeah. So then it says um, in verse three, and if I were to be so generous as to give away everything I own to feed the poor and to offer my body to be burned as a martyr without the pure motive of love, I would gain nothing of value. And if you go down to verse 13, we all know this. We've heard this. So above all else, let love be the beautiful, or wait, until then, there are three things that remain, faith, hope, and love, yet love surpasses them all. So above all else, let love be the beautiful prize for which you run. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty powerful. Yeah. When last week I shared something that happened and, and, you know, it's one of those situations where you feel like you weren't in the wrong, you know? Um, mm-hmm. and I was sitting there and I'm just like, Oh God, kind of having a mild pity party about what happened. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden I heard the Holy spirit start to quote first Corinthians chapter 13, verse four. He's like, love is patient. Love. Is uh-huh. I'm like, yeah, it is. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. He's like, it mm-hmm. does not envy. It does not boast. I'm like, yeah, it is not proud. Yeah. It does not dishonor others. Yeah. It is not self-seeking. Yeah. It is not easily angered. And that was the part where I was like, seriously though like if you really hide this word in your heart it's as if you hide the word in your heart hide it in your heart so you won't sin against me you know what i mean like it's in there like it has to become alive so we realize like these aren't just words on a page this is a way we need to live our lives Mm -hmm. do we want to be the people who are causing harm or wounds on other people because of our pride i don't want to be no absolutely not right so that, that to me keeps me in a place of true conviction because I'm like, Lord, let me walk in your love. Let me walk in humility and understanding and, and understand where someone's coming from and maybe come to like a, a good place out of humility, not because I'm, I'm doing it out of pride and I need to correct something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and I, that's what I love about this new covenant is that, yeah. with, is that I love it because I love the end result. I don't always love the, the, in the process of it. Um, Mm-hmm. but it's that no one is without excuse. So if you've been, if you've wronged someone, there's instruction. If you've been Amen. wrong, there's instruction. Um, and it, it's all of it is to make sure that you don't allow pride into your, your heart, that you don't allow that to rule you. Um, and, and to be conformed to, to Jesus's image. Cause all of us read what Jesus has done. And we're like, Whoa, dude. Um, and it's, it's kind of like those people that like, I feel like there's a lot of people that look at, you know, their, their life and they're like, well, I just don't want to be around people because I, I, I love Jesus, but I hate people. And so I'm just going to be around my animals all the time. Uh, and I'm not going to hang around people and I just love Jesus. And, and to me, that's like, honestly, that's. I know that a lot of that can come from wounds, right? Absolutely. Um, but at the same time, like that's not fulfilling the gospel. Like that's not living out the gospel. That's, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're being driven from a place of pain and that's something that God really wants to reconcile within those people that maybe this is, maybe that convicted some people a little bit. Um, but mm-hmm. is that like, there's always room to grow and there should always be a forward momentum. Anytime that we go, okay, I'm good. I think I'm good. I'm just going to create a little cozy space right here, kind yeah. of hide away, you know, 
um, yeah. you're basically, you may as well be backsliding because you're just kind of staying stagnant and you're not, you know, it's like, we need mm -hmm. to constantly be moving forward and allowing God to like, sometimes the, the times when I've wanted to just like sit for a second, I'm just like, can I just like, please, can I just, and God's like, nope, we go at dawn, we ride, let's go, let's I know, go. Right? Let's go. you know, and you're like, ah, <laughs> and then, but those moments have been some of the moments <laughs> of like the most substantial growth for me. Where I'm like, oh, this is the thing that I was looking for. And sitting there and like doing nothing or growing stagnant actually would have been the worst thing that I yeah. could have done. Right. And it's a, that's a complacency. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you, we're called to be examples. Go make disciples. Help people. Cast demons out. Heal the sick. You know, like there's a, there's a hurting world around us. And if we hide our, land, or hide our light and we don't go out because we are self-protecting how is that going to help you know people to actually see christ be revealed in the earth yeah yep absolutely so let's um let's i see a note in here about the asbury revival and i would imagine it's also just about revival in general but that's also a good kind of tie-in with all of this mm -hmm. that we're talking about too yeah and before that i wanted to share um i had a, a note at the end that i feel it kind of goes with it too yeah so just encouraging you guys like this is all to encourage you just to like convict you and encourage you because we can do better you know there's always room for improvement because mm -hmm. we're always learning and growing but like going deeper in god like we can't really go deeper in god unless we receive his discipline and his correction he disciplines mm -hmm. those he loves he is the potter we're the clay and so we have to allow god and be self-reflecting if he's revealing something to us let's address that heart issue let's get it out you know what I mean? So it's like the more and more you're getting those things out, the closer and closer you're drawing to God. Yeah, come on. And you're going deeper and deeper, and that's not yeah. in the way. Do you, do you yeah, see what I'm saying? Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <clears throat> yeah. So Asbury. Okay. On the whole realm of criticism, I think that <laughs> I just was like sitting back and I was just like taking it. And I'm like, in my heart, I'm like, oh my gosh, Lord, like this is amazing. Yeah. I love that you're moving these people to like, just like excitement in you, like repentance, just they're hungry. So I'm over here rejoicing. And then I'm seeing like all of these posts come through again, social media of everyone has an opinion on this was a true revival. This was not a true revival based on X, Y, and Z. And these are the reasons. And there, there's just so much um, tearing it apart, nitpicking it. And like, saying certain things, you know what I mean? Instead of everyone just being excited, like God is on the move and something's happening that clearly is like, you know, drawing people to him. But it's like, there was so much critique and judgment and criticism on the entire thing. And that just like really blew me away. I think, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? I don't know about you, but I was just like kind of watching some of the stuff come through and I'm like, so are they not going deeper in Jesus right now, like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I just think there's a lot of, like, and this kind of is rooted from a place of like wanting to understand, right? Like, so like the human mind, the human brain, we, we want to try and compartmentalize things, grab a hold of things so we can identify it right away. Um, and, you know, we had Jesse Green on yesterday, who's had a lot of experience in this arena. Right. Um, and you know, it's very adamant. She's like, we need to let this play out and it's going to look differently in different areas. It's not all one Cookie thing. Cutter. And, yeah. Yeah. And we like, like just 
let's just come alongside what God is doing. And yeah, the, we need the wisdom of generations past who've experienced stuff like this um, on heightened levels. Um, but at the same time, it's just like, man, like this is, and I know most of the people listening to this are, they're in agreement with us. You know, mm -hmm. uh, I think it's a very exciting time, but there are people Amen. that are being negative Nancy's um, and they're like, I just have some concerns. And I'm like, can we like, they're literally going and just worshiping and like compared to what normally happens at universities, like let's, cause it's starting to celebrate. Kind of, like, I think it's starting to venture into like secular universities as well. It's going to be rejoiced and actually Amen. that's going to increase. Um, yes, it is. is you know, the is Lord in, in universities and, because look, you can sit there in your head. How is that any different? You, uh, like you, Joe Christian, um, criticizing a revival and going, well, I just have some concerns, you know? How is that any different? Because you, you're completely going from here. Mm -hmm. How is that any different than a non-Christian who's critiquing the same thing and going, oh, it's just a bunch of hogwash. Right. Like, you know, like, because the they're using their heads that. too, you know? Yeah. That non-Christian sees that and they're like, wait a minute, they're critiquing their own people. Like what's going on here? That's where I'm like, come on, we can do better. Like we're a body, we're all different parts. We Are we really going to just tear it? Like, and I, I heard um, this different post too, like, um, well, it must be a true revival because there was no notable names or notable pastors. Sure, or, yeah. And I, that bothered me because God raises people up. Yeah. And if God wanted that person to, to be in a place where a revival broke out, like, who are we to say exactly? Like, here's what I'm saying. Who are we to say what it should look like? Yeah. When we have the and benefit, that really, yeah. Yeah. We have the benefit of knowing like with hindsight, like we see all the details of, of all the different outpourings and revivals of the of years past in retrospect, we have all those details now yeah. and people are taking that knowledge and applying it to this. And I'm like, you're just not going to know. Like we're going to have Amen. to, you're going to look back years later and be like, oh, wow. You know, um, and, and it, like we, we, it's just getting started. And just imagine all the amazing, if we partner with heaven on this, just imagine all the amazing things. When we look back, we're going to go, oh man, what a time to be alive that was, you know? I'm so, excited, Jeff, because yeah. you and I both know, like from what the Lord has showed us, like there's so much coming on the horizon. Like we yeah. are living in such an exciting time to see this. And I think it's awesome. And I went and saw that Jesus revolution yes, just was so cool to look back and see what happened then and knowing like, it's so prophetic for what's happening now. Yep. And it's just, but it's a new thing. Like God's not going to show himself the same way every single time. Right. Yes. We know his character and nature, but that's, that's what I'm saying. Like quit putting him in a box and kind of come out of that it's an expectation of what it should look like. And that's with everything in faith, you know, just, just, it's usually not what you think. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. So Absolutely. the sooner we get out of our own way in that manner, it's just, it's good. You can see God work. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> but I did receive a word from the Lord on um, the Asbury revival that oh, I thought sweet. I would share. Yeah, that's great. I was in prayer um, on the 18th and this is what he gave me. Um, so I have, and I don't even know what the word derisions is. So I had to look it up. I'm like, Lord, what is that? <laughs> Divisions are derisions in the land specifically designed to break the people down. But a time has come for my glory to be revealed throughout the earth. 
a glory that will bring unity to all of my people. For in the days, weeks, and months to come, surprise after surprise will sweep the nation. For I call upon my leaders in this hour, my remnant, for you have been trained well and developed in the secret place. Take your positions in battle as my glory carriers. The revival in Asbury is but a snapshot picture of the glory to come. If you think you've seen something now, just wait. Eye has not seen, ear has not heard, and neither has it entered the heart of man what I have planned. Come on. So we will not figure it out. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. So, Bless you for that word. Yeah. So um, I talk about this intermittently, but the appropriate response, you guys, talk about this. What's the appropriate response to a prophetic word? Faith. Um, so yeah. I, a word like this, especially for some of you that may be struggling with negativity right now, is not, well, we'll, we'll wait and see. It's, is God's desire to pour his spirit out on people? Yes, it is. Like we Amen. can go through this and go, okay, what does the Bible say about that? What does the Bible say about this? What does it say about that? The appropriate response to a word like this is faith. Um, prophetic words are not, Nate Johnston said it best. Prophetic words are not inevitabilities. They're invitations. So Amen. we go, okay, yes, Lord. What's my place in this? I'm going to pray into this, Lord. We want to see this. We want to partner with heaven. We want to see this happen. I don't want to be a hindrance. I want to be a, I want to partner with you. So the appropriate response to a prophetic word is faith. So, uh, because there's never going to be any amount of revelation you get to where you go, well, I just need to know a little bit more and then I will believe that's not faith. It's mm -hmm. absolutely not faith. Um, so the appropriate response is faith. And yeah, there's a whole teaching in there of like, well, Jeff, but what about like testing I think you've done the people. I think you've done enough testing. I think those people that are like sitting there like, well, yeah, but I'm like, I think you do a lot of buts. Um, so let's just, you know, faith, mm -hmm. faith. Let's engage our faith in this because yeah. that's what God wants to do. He wants to, he wants this thing to build. We've been praying for years for, uh, for a new Jesus movement, you know, a Amen. new, uh, Jesus revolution. And I was saying to Jesse yesterday that I, it is not a coincidence that that movie released when all of this was going on. Right. Um, I mean, God is so intentional. Like there's, yeah. there's no coincidence. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. So um, did you have anything else to share or, or uh, I, I want to make sure that I don't cut you off before I have you pray. I think that was about it. Okay. Oh, there was one more thing. I'm sorry. Oh yeah. No, you're good. Um, and you can take to, as much time a, as you want. This is a scripture you guys that like, to me, it was so convicting. And I just want to share it when it comes to like the importance of our words and what we speak. Um, you know, we all are all familiar with the power of life is in death is in the tongue. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Are we releasing blessings or curses upon people? But this one in James is so powerful. And I wanted to share this because it really gets you to think like about your words and the, you know, how I'm, how powerful they are just from the smallest part of your body. Mm. So it's James three, five through nine, and it's in the passion translation. And it says, and so the tongue is a small part of the body, yet it carries great power. Just think of how a small flame can set a huge forest ablaze. And the tongue is a fire. It can be compared to the sum total of witness and is the most dangerous part of our human body. It corrupts the entire body and is a hellish flame. It releases a fire that can burn throughout the course of human existence. For every wild animal on earth, including birds, creeping reptiles, and creatures of the sea and land, have all been overpowered and tamed by humans, 
but the tongue is not able to be tamed. It's a fickle, unrestrained evil that spews out words full of toxic poison. We use our tongue to praise God, our Father, and then turn around and curse a person who was made in his very image. Mm. And we need, because our human nature, our sinful nature, can't tame our tongue. We need God to transform our hearts, to give us that grace and that empowerment to not speak, to hold our peace. You know what I'm saying? Like he starts to teach you that self-control as you continue to get transformed because it can be a very brutal thing. You know, I hate that saying sticks and stones may break my bones and names will never hurt me. That is like the biggest lie. Yeah. (laughs) Cause really like, like it said, you're, um, the fire of from like something you speak can can burn throughout the course of human existence. Like there's kids, there are adults that have been bullied or teased from like childhood. And some of those wounds have like still remained with them because they've not dealt yep. with them. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Just because of things people said. Yeah. And so like this to me is so important because it's so real. And then yeah. I was talking to my friend the other day and I was sharing this and she said something so profound. She said the serpent. The serpent has a tongue that's forked, it's split in two. And so you think about when we're cursing people and we're praising God at the same time, we're being like a serpent. It's a viper tongue. We're split. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And that's really convicting when you think about it. Like mm-hmm. who's who are you like walking in? Like are we walking in Christ? Are we walking in partnering with the enemy in some of the ways that we're approaching things and speaking to people and saying things? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. So that, I mean, you know, like in my instance, going back to sort of the top of the show where there was someone that I was, I found myself judging, I repented and then I flipped it and I started speaking blessing over them. Um, you know, and I think that that's, that's, I think that, that that's the appropriate response to, to something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, cause it's like, I don't want to be somebody who speaks curses over people yeah. Uh, it, you know, speaks bad things over people. Um, right. And in the same measure you judge others, it's going to be back on you. Oh, man. You yeah, know, I read that. I was reading it the other day. That's and I was very like, convicting. Man, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, get you thinking, right? Oh, yeah. Yes. It and will. I'm not saying anyone's perfect. We're not over here like, oh, this is how, you know, we're just saying, let's do better, challenging you. Let God convict you. See if there's any way that you're taking coals to your mouth, you know, like to purify and cleanse your tongue, but work on the heart. If there's issues in your heart, know that, take it to the Lord and he'll, he'll set you free from them. You just have to get them out. Maybe have someone that you're talking and working through it with so that that doesn't come out of your mouth. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I'm reminded of something that, uh, Robin Bullock was talking about, and he was saying how um, there was someone in his church, or it was either a story he was telling, this happened in his church, but there was also a story he was telling of some guy, some well-known minister, and this guy was like, we, he was like speaking against him, and he's like, hey, he's like, why don't you come with me? And he drives him to the guy's house, and they, the guy answers the door, goes, now tell him what you were telling me. And he's like, oh, oh. Uh, oh uh. and I think, you know, Again, like seeing somebody on TV or seeing somebody online, um, it's really easy, like we were talking about earlier, to completely disconnect. This is a this is a human being that God loves. And um really, if I've had issues with certain people going, okay, why God, why do I have issues with them? 
Is it because they remind me of somebody? Is it uh, something that need, I need to work on in my own heart? And sometimes we don't stop and ask the Lord those questions and we just kind of blah. Um, mm-hmm. Me, definitely, I blah. Um, but and um, we think it's the other people. And like I said, the mere moment, it could be us. You need to yep. look at yourself. Yeah, yeah go ahead. Sorry. Sure. No, no, no. I was, I was pretty much done. Yeah. yeah. So th- okay. basically, that is just, I just think, I think it's really, really important that we just, we're speaking life over people. Amen. And, and yeah, there's a place. There's absolutely a place to bring correction. But mm-hmm. I see more people going, well, I have concerns. I want to bring correction rather than like, maybe there's something to be learned here. You know, maybe your heart is the one that Amen. needs to change, you know? So. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, absolutely. So Abby, I would love for you to pray for people. This is a great, great conversation. I always love what you bring to the table. Thanks, Jeff. Mm-hmm. It's fun to flow, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> God is good. Yes, he is. So. All right. So Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this time. I thank you for Elijah Fire. I thank you for this ministry, Lord, to just bring so many topics of truth that help us all grow in the body of Christ. And Lord, I just thank you for this this whole topic tonight. The mark of maturity of a believer is your love, Lord Jesus. And I just pray, Lord, that you would um, just convict their hearts, challenge them in ways to help them see if there's any way that they need to go deeper to get more purified, to grow stronger, and to grow more into your image, Lord, because that is what we're we're wanting to do here. But I pray that you would just highlight those things and bring them to the forefront. And in humility, they'd be able to release them unto you and give them to you so that they can grow and be free from that, Lord. I just pray, Lord, that we would all just take um, take on the eyes of you. Take on your mind, Lord. We are to walk with the mind of Christ. I pray that we have lenses that are unfiltered, Lord, that they're just clear and that they're just full of your heart for a person. And before we speak out, that you would just convict us and help us to see if we're just to take something to you to pray for somebody or if we're truly supposed to say something. But I pray, Lord, that we'd be a prayerful people, that we would pray before we speak and that we would really um, just watch what we're doing in this next season, Lord, as we just um, are free from judgment, Lord. I just pray that we're able to just self-reflect and look at our own hearts, look at our own souls. Lord, create in us a clean heart, oh God, and renew a steadfast spirit in us, Lord. I just pray, Lord, that you would just um, just speak to each person tonight in the way that they needed to hear this, Lord, and that I just pray that in this, there's transformation and there's freedom and there's a, a new blueprint and way forward so that there's a movement in this next season. And I just ask all this in Jesus' name, mm. amen. 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 Okay, Abby, how can people follow you? Tell people how they can get these Totes Adorbs books, Ambitious yes. Abby. What's new with Ambitious Abby? Tell everybody everything. I have been so blessed recently, Jeff. I've been to so many schools. It's been amazing. And then book four just went into production over the weekend. Woo. So it's a, it's Ambitious Abby gets organized. It's teaching kids how to organize. You know, God is oh. a God of order. And you know, it's um, it's showing them that they can create an atmosphere of organization instead of chaos. You know what I mean? And it's so it's kind of cool because she shares a room with her sister, which I did growing up. You know, these are all like realistic fiction. And so <laughs> she's the room's a hot mess. And they have this dialogue in the middle. And she's like, that's it. I can't take this anymore. Like, we got to clean this room up. So they start to organize. So it teaches kids how to organize the, something simple like their room. But in that, they end up inspiring different people in the family. So they see the mom walks in, sees that their 
cleaning their whole room. So she gets inspired to go organize the kitchen cabinets. Then the dad starts organizing the garage. And then the, so, oh. so like, it's like it sets off a ripple effect. So it teaches kids there's a leading by example as well. So it's kind of like a deeper message as well. So that's what the next book's pretty much about. And, um, and yeah, so it's coming out in the fall. But right okay. now I've just been going around to schools, talking to kids and just having a blast, like teaching them. I go around and I teach the books, like the character traits in the books. And then we have discussions and interactions about them uh -huh. implementing them in real life. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's really what? fun. I'm curious because the first one was red. Second was yellow. Third one was orange. What color is it going to be? <laughs> oh, wait, no. So it's red, orange, yellow. So oh, I had it backwards. Red, okay. This is, orange. this is actually cool. God gave me this idea that it would be a rainbow and that's how you can remember the order of the series too. Oh, of, okay. So yeah. they're, when they're on a shelf, they'll make a rainbow. And so the next one's green. Oh, okay. But I have that's awesome. um, 10 books in the series and there's only seven colors in the rainbow. So I always get the kids to kind of like give me ideas. Like, what do you think the other three colors should be? You know? So after being around so many children and getting insight, I think we've decided pink's going to go up to purple. And then we're going to do white for like clouds at the end of the rainbow and then gold for like gold at the end of the rainbow as well. Oh, so there's a book on awesome. money management. So I'm going to, oh, wow. yeah, like teaching kids how to spend money wisely, save it, give so it, cool. you know, like teaching them the basic principles when they have yeah. money, like they get for a birthday or allowance, like what do they do with it? Love it. So love it. Yeah. How so cool. a lot of creative things flowing. I'm working on um, a baking book, like it's a special edition for kids. Um, that goes with the first one because it took place in a bakery. So I'm so trying to cool. release that later this year. So love it. Yeah. And, and I'm actually working on a doll. I've got the mold going. Are you working so. on a doll? Yes. No, I know. Like figures. It. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I mean, just like it's, it's amazing. God is moving oh, and it's just so cool. I get so excited because I'm seeing just the kids and how they're like reacting to it. And it's just, it's been such a blessing, like, such how a ministry. Exciting. How exciting. Yeah. And you obviously have like an ambitious Abby Instagram. You've got some other yeah. places as well. Yeah. So ambitiousabby.com is the website and you can buy the books in the store there. They're also available and there's links on the website to the distributors like Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Walmart, Target. Um, but then you can also follow me on ambitious Abby books on Instagram. And then I have personal pages, uh, ambitious Abby's on Facebook as well. And you can see all my visits to schools and the pictures with the kids and things that I'm doing there. Um, it's kind of fun to follow along on that. And then I just have my personal Facebook, Abby DePlaga, where I put inspirational stuff and share things. And then Instagram, A DePlaga. Yeah, there we go. Well, Abby, thank you so much. Yeah. Really stoked that we get to hang out in Israel. It's going to be so I fun. know. It's, a, it's yeah. getting closer and closer every day. Oh, yes. All yes. right, everybody. That's our show. Have a blessed Wednesday. Now, tomorrow, listen closely. Don't go yet. Tomorrow, we're doing something a little bit different. So. I have Jen, who is my sub, but I want to add. I wanted to add a couple more. So we've we've added Andrea Hobart as another sub for the show. That just allows me more freedom to take vacations, or if I have a sick day, I can. You know, uh, we have a, a couple of people we can pull from. So tomorrow I will still be here, but I will be running the show, and Andrea will be hosting tomorrow for the first time. Um, and uh, she is going to be interviewing Gracie Wright. So another children's book author, uh, she's going to be back. And so that'll be just an explosive, awesome time, guys. They're going to talk about some really cool stuff. Uh, so you do not want to miss that. Show Andrea your support tomorrow, all that good stuff. 
Um, so we love you guys. Uh, and we will see you tomorrow at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time with Gracie Wright. Okay, bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today. Today.